I'm I'm having trouble following. So there's a new playmate that claims she sexed up Trump. Yeah, out there. Yeah, we're not talking about the playmate who says she sexed up Donald Trump Jr. Mm, oh, there's one of them. Yeah. Well, oh. she's not a playmate. She was a a, a singer from uh, one uh, of those. She looks like a playmate. Yes. yes. There's a, yeah. There, but there is a new one who who slept with Senior allegedly. Like and we care. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or it's a surprise to anyone. And uh, Trump uh, tweeting more about the special counsel and how it shouldn't exist with an unlikely ally. Stay so, with us. Stay tuned for that. Good tease. Thank you. Uh, so listen, the bo- the uh, Austin area bomber has been caught and identified. Well, and, um, and, and he's dead. And he's dead. Yeah. And, and we're praying there are no more bombs out there. But to discuss the, uh, the bomber, the investigation and more, Chris Saldana joins us. Chris is the morning news anchor for KEYE-TV, CBS affiliate in Austin, Texas. And Chris, we know uh, y'all have had your hair on fire. It's been an incredibly busy day. We appreciate you carving out a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. Thanks for having us. Um, yeah, so it has been a crazy busy morning for us here in Austin. I mean, honestly, these last few weeks have been, it has just been hit or miss. We don't know what we're going to walk into every morning because of these bombings that keep going off. And just the severity of them has just really left this community in, in an uproar. What, what's next? Well, do we have any idea why this lunatic was blowing people up? No idea. It is all all just coming to light this morning. We do know he has been identified as Mark Anthony Condon, 24 years old. And right now, um, but it has happening, we do know there are a number of agencies around his home address in Pflugerville, which is right outside of Austin. Um, so that's what's happening right now. But as you guys mentioned earlier, he killed himself by detonating a device in his vehicle as police were moving in on him just outside of a hotel in Round Rock. So... The bombings happened in Austin, and he actually took his own life outside of Austin in Round Rock earlier this morning. Yeah, I see he was unemployed, and he had a couple of roommates. Um, you know, we'll learn a lot more about him and figure out what was going on there. But what, yeah, what, some what, of the stuff that we're getting also, some of the reports we're hearing is that he was homeschooled and, again, 23, 24 years old, potentially having those roommates. And now we, I've learned that there are some police and investigators talking to them at this hour as well. Yeah, although uh, you're 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 right there where it's happening, so your information could, you know, I have no reason to doubt it, but it has been our lesson with school shootings and this sort of things over the years that everything you hear in the first hours is often wrong, turns out to be wrong. Yeah, I guess oh, we're all ever changing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. ever changing. Hey, how'd they get onto this guy? How did how they figure out uh, who to so, who to well, track? We were, what one of our sources? So what happened is yesterday there was a package that went off at a. FedEx Distribution Center in Shirts, Texas. That is just outside San Antonio on I-35 as you're going from Austin to San Antonio. So what had happened was this this weekend, apparently, what authorities think is that he stopped by a FedEx, one of those FedEx stores, you know, where you can just stop by and leave a package, mail it off somewhere. Sure, yeah. He stopped by one of those in South Austin, dropped off two packages, and some of our surveillance pictures that we got from him show that he walked in, was wearing gloves and what appeared to be a wig now because he had long blonde hair in those pictures, dropped those off. One of those packages ended up at that distribution center, went off. Nobody was killed, but somebody was hurt. And I think that's what's kind of helped him. That surveillance around that, surveillance images, the fact that he walked in, police were able to have a better idea of who it was. But prior to all this happening, it really left authorities puzzled. They had no idea what was going on from those first three bombings because they were asking him to contact them. Yeah, we we may never know, since he's dead, why he went from something pretty difficult to detect to something a lot easier to detect, like dropping it off at a FedEx. Yeah, I'd heard there's even footage of his car from their security. I wonder why he changed. But anyway, um, so what... uh, 
prior to this morning when you know he ends up dead, what's it been like around Austin? Is this something everybody's talking about and it just dominates it the news? It is just a it is a it is the talk of the town. You know, you have people reminding you. You know, you 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 go for a run. Austin is a very is a city that people are outdoors all the time. They go for a bike ride. They're out running. They're doing things outdoors. And a lot of people have just been more vigilant. A lot of people have been saying, I'm just going to stay in. Or when you're going out for a walk, because Sunday night was the the recent one as well, where there was two guys on their bikes, and they detonated a tripwire, and that exploded. So right. before, it was packages on doorsteps, on porches, and then it went to that tripwire on a sidewalk. So people have been on edge. I know it sounds like such a cliche, but people here in Austin have been on edge because of the fact that you just didn't know what you could do next. And you potentially could have been a victim. Right, right. That's just horrifying. Chris Saldana's morning news anchor at KYE-TV, CBS, uh, in Austin, Texas. Hey, I'm just going to throw this out there. You can completely ignore it, uh, you know, because why would you care what we think? But we're big believers, having talked to a lot of mental health professionals with these school shootings and whatnot, and this kind of fits into that category, of having these smiling, handsome pictures of these gentlemen after they commit these crimes is, is causing more of them. And I see now a picture is out of the smiling, handsome young man. I wish we would stop doing this in the media. If we're going to have a picture, I don't think we need a picture at all. And if we're going to, I want it to be of their mangled dead body. I would tell you, I have not seen the picture you're referring to. I've been pretty, pretty busy. Yeah. I've not quite seen the photo that you're referring to, so I really would not be able to comment on that. Right, sure. That's but I am a believer sometimes in these cases where, to me personally as a journalist, I rather refer, I'd, I'd rather not refer to them as their name. Exactly. I'd rather refer to them as the bomber, sure. their serial shooter, right. because in a sense we're glorifying them. We're right. Right. Absolutely agree. Yeah, that's you're making them famous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's my approach that I take to it in cases like this. Yeah. And, Oh, uh, you know, I just wanted to identify him to you guys because I was sure, making sure. It oh, we understand. But from here on out, oh I, no, I no, no, so I want to glorify that. Yeah, we're not criticizing you, and 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 you. For stay, sure. no, you no, said what absolutely. you said beautifully. It's a good point, yeah. Chris Saldana. Hey, Chris. Again, we know how crazy busy you are. It's nice of you to spend a couple of minutes. Thanks a million. Absolutely. Thanks so much for taking interest in this. You guys have a great day and stay safe. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so I guess they tracked him down using a combination of cell phone triangulation technology. Curious how that worked. What you'll use to track all of us anytime. Surveillance footage from the FedEx drop-off store, store receipts, and combing through Google searches on the suspect's computer history. So somebody must have ID'd him to law enforcement. How did? Who? And then they went after him, you know, tech-wise. Well, probably to figure out where he was and what he was doing. I'll bet we never know this since he's dead. Why did he go from something that he could have pulled off for who knows how long? So what, sneaking around and leaving yeah. boxes on people's yeah. porches? Yeah, just so showing up at FedEx with your car in the parking lot and all that, and your receipts, and... I don't know. I don't know. I'm too smart to get caught. I'll wear a wig, and I'll put on gloves. I guess. That could be, or occasionally you run into somebody like this who, they're immensely capable at something of at something like building bombs, and they're willing to kill innocent people, but they're stupid. He's good at making bombs and not good at other stuff. It, it could be he's just an idiot. There's also that weird serial killers often want to get caught, so they especially after it became such a huge story down there, they want the credit. Although he didn't want it much because he blowed himself up. Yeah. What the hell? Stop hurting people! God dang it, everybody! Get a hobby. We got to take get, 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 take drugs. Do something. Get drunk. Just don't hurt people. What the hell? But I'm looking at his smiling, handsome face. We got a text yesterday. How come we don't do it like we used to do, where you see the dead, bullet-riddled body of Billy the Kid? Here's the guy who was doing it. Right. Why don't, why don't we see that? Right. 
as opposed to here's how cool and handsome he was in this case is you want to be a bomber. Up. Right. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. That's an excellent point. Well, well how do we get away from that? That makes perfectly good sense. You know, John Dillinger, there he is, his, his, his body all twisted up next to the car, mouth hanging open full of bullet holes. Right. Because this is how you end up, everybody out there, if you think you want to be cool. Yeah. Not a picture of him next to the gun, car with the gun looking like a cool guy. With some hot chick next to him. Yeah. No kidding. Give me the mangled corpse. Yeah. I mean, you can warn your viewers before you show that because it could be rough. This is how you end up, ladies and gentlemen. Right. That's a great idea. Let's pass a law. <laughs> Let's not pass a law. Let's just encourage it. Keep Austin weird and bombless. Ah, you know, I meant to ask our guest if he could get my band booked at South by Southwest, but uh, (laughs) slipped my mind. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah, we got a venue for you. It's uh, smallish. There are brooms in it. (laughs) And mops. Yeah, um, so something completely different coming up, huh? Yeah, so new uh, new hottie sexing up Trump back in the day. I just want the I just want the the the, the, the outline of it. And uh, after Jack's done with his smut, what went wrong at the FBI? How we reached the point where we are now, where no matter which side of the aisle you sit on, you got to admit the the respect for the FBI is declining. Oh, it'll never be the same. There's a solid explanation for it'll it. It'll never be the same. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When a guy who ended up becoming our national leader said, I can grab a woman anywhere and she likes it, they asked me, would I like to debate this gentleman? And I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Yes! We're beating! (laughs) Challenging him to a duel! Oh, boy. Joe Biden doubling down on if there were a time machine, they'd go back in time and he'd beat him up, which I think he would. I've read a lot about Joe Biden. He was a tough guy in high school. Welcome to old men threatening whoop ass. <laughs> well, we would need two time machines, <laughs> right? Right. We or would have one two man time machine. <laughs> I assume uh, you know they got those. And does the time machine? Are you no longer president when you go back in time because you can't be beating up the president? The Secret Service is going to jump on top of you, right? Right. Clearly. Well, you're in high school. As as I said earlier, as the national conversation continues to j- just fall apart and 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 race right. toward the gutter. Because now we've got former vice presidents talking about beating up current presidents. Good Lord. When they were in high school. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So if you took separate time machines and one was just off a little bit, you could easily miss by a year. And so you'd have to you'd be looking at your watch. You'd be strolling around. You'd be killing time for a year well, till your you, friend showed up. If you missed by two hours, they wouldn't. You might think, well, I guess they're not coming. I wonder if their time machine didn't work and you'd wander away. And then you couldn't fight Trump as a high schooler. Wow. What have we become? I don't know. We live America? in weird times. Maybe we are the conscience of the nation. What have we done to ourselves? I'll ask you. So we've got tape of a new playmate who says she and Trump had an affair. Is this the lovely Karen McDougal? Yeah, this isn't tape of her. This I is a news not, report. I am not going to learn this woman's name. Oh, she's she, she is so God. hot. She's got a symmetrical face and a button nose and large breasts. 
Get out of here. Yeah. Do you want to hear from her or not? Well, it's a news report about her, right? Yes. All right. All right. Go ahead. Adding to Trump's troubles, this former Playboy model. Really? Back in 2016, Karen McDougal signed a deal with American Media Incorporated, which owns the National Enquirer. McDougal says she accepted a $150,000 agreement to remain silent about her alleged affair with Donald Trump in 2006 and 2007. Like porn star Stormy Daniels, McDougal says she was paid to keep silent during the presidential race. But today, McDougal filed a lawsuit against American media for the right to go public. This after learning American media's CEO, David Pecker, is a close ah! friend of Donald Trump's. Oh and according to court documents, <laughs> regularly takes part in so-called catch-and-kill arrangements, killing the story before it can damage Trump publicly. Okay, lady, you, after, and your, you and your ominous voice. After old men threatening whoop-ass, it's uh, time for... Money grubbing hoes. Right. I mean, you, come on. So you took 150 jer- gur to not talk about hosing the dude, and now there's more money in talking about it. So you want? Do you want that to be over? Quit that's, you, that's transparent. What's happening? They right. want the American people to know what type of man is in office. And media quit trying to use the voice that something you know crazy is happening here. That we've uncovered something really exciting. Yes, they had an affair. He wanted to keep it quiet. She accepted the money for it. Yeah, they're using their meteor bearing down on Omaha voice <laughs> to talk about some hoe who who, who accepted a big check. Oh, this this is so ridiculous. It's so transparent, and I I've yet to meet the human being who's anything but amused. But so why doesn't that was not because you were either outraged before or you're not? I mean, he is the kind of guy who does this. Yes. There, there are probably. 30 women that he has had sex with while he was married to somebody. I'm guessing. Right. And if two more or 20 more come out of the woodwork, I don't think anybody cares. So why doesn't CNN quit with the, uh, you know, the the Meteor Omaha voice thing and quit with a, this is serious journalism approach and just say, can you believe it? Two more came out of the woodwork. Look at this one. Why don't they just admit it? This is, is what we're doing. Is we're gossiping. It, are we missing anything? Is she claiming that she was sexually harassed or anything like that? Or is it just they had consensual sex and he paid her not to tell anybody? Uh, yeah, pretty much that. There's a This was part of a, oh, there's three bad stories with Trump today with women. One of them involved uh, sexual harassment while being a contestant on The Apprentice. Okay. This is not that. Gotcha. And then you had the lawyer for uh, Trump, McCohen. Uh, screeching at uh, at Stormy Daniels' lawyer on CNN, they were having some big argument. They were threatening each other with with ruin and, and huge financial penalties and the rest of it. Just going at it, and uh, they both went. They went on together to yell yeah, at each other. To yell wow. at each other. It wasn't Cone. It was a like a oh, that's right, co counsel or a friend guys. of Cone or something right, like that. Right, because yeah, yeah. Cone is claiming that is that the guy with the wacky mustache, Trump's lawyer. <sighs> yes. But is that Cohen or is that the other dude? I don't, I don't remember. But anyway, they're saying that the hoe owes $20 million now for violating the non-confidentiality or the non-disclosure agreement. And so uh, and so her lawyer's got his back up. He, he, the genius PR executive, really. Um, and they're screeching at each other. That, yeah, I'll get $100 million out of you. Last guy said that to me. He's in jail. That sort of thing. And it's just crazy. Well, this new woman watched Stormy Daniels and thought, I'm I, I, I'm missing out here. Right. How come I'm not a household name? Right. And uh, she thought she was going to be some famous starlet 
When she bared her boobies in Playboy, it hasn't happened. Nobody cares about her. She sees another shot at fame and thinks, 150, girl, I can make more than that. I'll make some sort of free speech argument. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Can you uh, crunch the numbers for me? How old Trump was at the time and how old she was at the time? And was Trump married? uh, She was 12 or something. I retract everything I've said. I don't think that's the case. but uh, I believe it was in 2006. That's what they said, yes. Trump, would he's 71 now. Uh, she is 46 now. Okay. All right. So she was 34-ish. And he was, uh, you know, uh, gentleman. <laughs> gentleman. Okay. Nothing exciting American there, really. Media Incorporated has a valid contract with Karen, and we look forward to reaching an amicable resolution satisfactory to her, blah, blah, blah. Nice lifestyle you got, though, having sex with, you know, guys 20, 30 years older than you because you want to get something out of it, and then you uh, take money to not talk about it because the, with the with the presumption being there that you'd go and tell people about your consensual affair. Well, because she did. She told the, the uh, inquirer. Right. Uh, if if somebody money. didn't pay you, which is just, I mean, you're a freaking whore. You right. are absolutely a whore. You have sex for money, which makes you a whore. And Trump's a John. Congratulations. And Trump's a John. Right. This is hilarious. The, the, I am suing for the right of Stormy Daniels to be able to tell her story to the American people. Who did I fool out there? Any, nobody? No, Nobody? That's, Come on. That's got a, the suck. right to tell her story. She's a whore. It's gotta tell su- your horror story, whore. It's got to su- suck for her, though, because I'm, I'm never going to know her name. And Stormy Daniels, I'll never be able to get that name out of my head right. the rest of my life. She should have gotten in uh, first. You gotta be McDougal. The, you got to be the first one in. At least the frugal McDougal here only showed her her, her body parts, evidently, and and doesn't Not uh, porn fornicate star. in every conceivable fashion, uh, like Stormy Daniels on videotape. Again, Stormy, a generous and imaginative lover, judging by her work. <laughs> and a bit of an acrobat. <laughs> right, right. Ask her if she wants to do X, Y, or Z. The answer is going to be yes, apparently. So those are our big political stories today. The former vice president would like to <laughs> fight the current president in high school. And we have a whore... <laughs> Talking about having sex with the president. And we have CNN pretending it matters. Yeah. They are hilarious. We're, we're searching for a clip I heard on another radio show uh, of uh, CNN breaking into their coverage to say, we have breaking news. Uh, Stormy Daniels has tweeted. She has tweeted, and this is what she said. Wolf Blitzer, breaking news. Stormy Daniels has tweeted <laughs> something. And then they bring on a quote-unquote panel of experts to discuss it. James Earl Jones, this is CNN. Marshall has some big stories coming up. Yeah, Trump once again going after the Mueller Russia investigation with backing from a rather surprising source. We got the former CIA director says he thinks the Ruskies have something on the president and driverless cars take another hit. Stories coming up minutes from now on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, did you hear what Alan Dershowitz, Harvard Law professor, said about the Russia investigation? It's pretty interesting. I'm going to wait and find out. I'm intrigued. Yeah, Trump liked it. So I got all that on the Plus, way. that new book about politicians and their bribes. We ought to get to that. Cool. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Dale Bell. First day of spring. I'm wearing white shoes, white belt. <laughs> got a straw hat on. That's what I do. The, uh, the women in the office have asked you to button one more button on your shirt. Oh. 
I gotta get uh, my gotta get my that V on my underneath my chin tan. You, now you, that it's spring, <laughs> you look like a BG in 1978. Yeah. Button your shirt. What yeah. I was going for. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now Trump is taking on the Mueller investigation once again. President Trump actually quoting a Harvard law professor while taking aim against a special counsel in the Russia influence probe. Trump tweeting this morning. That special counsel Mueller never should have been appointed because there was no evidence of a crime. And he's quoting Professor Alan Dershowitz, who had said on Fox News... Alan Dershowitz, a Hillary Clinton supporter and voter, out and proud about that. He believes uh, Al Gore got ripped off in Gore versus Bush. What? He's wrong. And he wrote a whole book about it. And he's saying this. Special counsel is told to find crimes, whether crimes exist or not. I was opposed... To the selection of Mueller to be special counsel, I am still opposed to it. I think President Trump was right when he said there never should have been a special counsel appointed. End of quote. Yeah. So that's what uh, Trump was uh, tweeting this morning. He doesn't think there was enough there there on Russian collusion and that sort of stuff to appoint a special counsel. Which I think we're going to find out is true. As opposed to the standard sort of investigation that if it finds malfeasance or crime, leads to a special counsel. We jumped past that point, and so now you got a, a heat-seeking missile, essentially, Mueller and his investigators, who are just going to keep going till they find something, and then you know, then we've got a, a president uh, on the uh, you know, on the griddle, as it were, which will do nobody any good. And listen, if he's guilty of something horrifying, I want him brought to justice. But I just, if it was tax evasion in two thousand three, uh, really. Mm. A lot of comments after President Trump went ahead and called Russian President Putin and congratulated him on the victory, his electoral victory. That move reportedly against the advice of his aides. He just went ahead and congratulated uh, well, and anybody with any sense. Yeah, I I, that's getting a lot of attention in the press. Yeah. I don't understand why that matters. It's his call. Yeah. I mean, to say that or not, why did he do it? Now, are, are you allowed to do this in the media? You see, I don't think Trump colluded with Russia. I don't think that, that, that he should be investigated about that. On the other hand, I think it was a moronic move and un-American to tell Vladimir Putin congratulations on your election. Unless he thinks he's playing him. Especially a week after the poisoning on right. a, you know uh, in Britain and, right. and, and bombing those people in Syria. I mean, that's just awful. Well, former CIA director John Brennan is suggesting the Russians could have something on President Trump that would explain his warming relations to Vladimir Putin. He was on MSNBC's Morning Joe. You just said you thought it was possible that the Russians had something on Donald Trump. You were director of the CIA until 2017. Is that speculation or are you talking with information? No, I'm saying that perhaps the Russians have something and that's why Mr. Trump is concerned. Mr. Trump knows better than any one of us whether or not the Russians may have something on him. Uh, so I think it's very difficult to try to explain his behavior and why he has taken and adopted this position vis-a-vis uh, Vladimir Putin personally. Uh, and so one can, uh, again, speculate that uh, maybe there's something there. Yeah, one can, but perhaps one shouldn't. Well, it's pure speculation, yeah. but it's it's uh, by a guy who's a leader of the CIA, you know, who's, who's spent some time looking at this sort of stuff, and he can't come, like me, he can't come up with another explanation. Yeah. Just because something can be true, or might be true, doesn't mean it is true, but I would sure as hell like to get an explanation someday. What is the deal with you and Putin? This was... this was romance? To me, this was way too far yesterday, especially having your spokesman out there saying, it's not the job of the United States to criticize other elections. Yes, it is. We've been doing it my whole life. And should. We do yeah, it all the time. That was one of the worst pieces of crap ever spoken by a uh, White House spokeshole. 
And, and, and trust me, I was plenty critical of Obama's paid liars, too. Here, you want to hear Sarah once again? Yeah, sure. that? Yeah. yeah, here you go. Putin has been elected in their country, and that's not something that we can dictate to them how they operate. That nobody's asking you to. Nobody's asking you to. Just say it was obviously a fraudulent election. The guy who is the only threat to Putin electorally is regularly beaten and jailed, and they ran a bunch of yahoos to make it a show, like a show trial, a show election. Who's dictating? What are you talking about, woman? Toyota put in the brakes on testing driverless cars on U.S. roads. The Japanese automaker has stopped the tests of its chauffeur autonomous driving system after that Uber SUV hit and killed a woman who was crossing a street in uh, Phoenix, Arizona suburb on Sunday night. Toyota is saying in an email, it's temporarily pausing the tests because the crash might have an emotional effect on test drivers. A human safety hmm. driver was in the Uber SUV when it hit the woman who was not in a crosswalk. She was pushing her bicycle across the street at night. Here's what I want to know. Number of deaths per miles traveled. Because that's the stat you don't hear. Because this is one death from an autonomous vehicle. You know, 14,000, 15,000 right. people a year die pedestrian. Um so, obviously, one is not a problem, and if, uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm, I apologize to her family for saying that, but if if one person dies every five years from autonomous vehicles, obviously, that's a risk we can take if it's going to improve the planet, right? Just logically speaking. But how many per mile driven now? How dangerous are they? Should we bring everything to a halt for emotional reasons or PR reasons because of this one gal? I don't know. So are you pro running over pedestrians or against? I can't figure it out. I can't decide. No, I just, I want the response to be rational and not emotional. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Do you want the bird or the bell? Newsman's choice. All right. Hang on one second. Bring it over here. All right. The Liberty Bell. The conscience of the nation. There's still a warrant out for your arrest, isn't there, Michael, for sneaking into (laughs) Independence Hall in Philadelphia? You're not supposed to mention that. Oh, that's right. That's off the right. Lewis cover. So what went wrong at the FBI? Why has it declined in in respect so much? A really good, speaking of rational, rational explanation coming up. Yeah, there'll be no coming back from that. Not for a very long time, anyway. That's rough. They would have to make major changes, yeah. You got two lesbians running for governor in New York that are at each other's throats, which is kind of hot. One calling the other one an unqualified lesbian, which is kind of interesting. So stay tuned to the the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We lost one of the greats today. We lost a cat who dared to defy our expectations of how musical a pet could be. Casey lived each of his nine lives to the fullest, and he taught us that anyone could play an instrument as long as someone is sitting underneath them controlling their arms. And in a sense, aren't we all just a bewildered cat randomly banging on keys while an unknown giant controls us? I know I am. So one of the original viral YouTube videos, a cat playing the keyboard, which I'd never seen before, but I'll take their word for it, died. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's hard to remember there was a, there was a time before viral videos, really. Yeah, no kidding. You'd have to watch America's funniest home videos to see. Right. Yeah, it's funny. Just a confession. Kimmel, who I I love his comedy style. I think he's a really funny guy. I can't get past the sanctimony. Huh? Every time I hear his voice, he's embittered me. But he, he, he made it clear he doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. So he knows but hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, a little uh, a little thought here. I'm not like some sort of hardcore Republican cliche that you're picturing. I have all sorts of different views. I call myself a libertarian, whatever that means. Um, and you've alienated the hell out of me. So eh, well, do your business the way you want. So I found this an incredibly compelling and um, and solid argument from Thomas J. Baker in the Wall Street Journal. What went wrong at the FBI is the title of the piece. Uh, it's very short. I'm going to just read part of it uh, for you. He spent uh, 33 years in a variety of positions with the FBI. Uh, he's also worked as a legal attache, which sounds like exciting work. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's very impressive. But cool I, name. I wouldn't begin to know what I'm to do. I'm a legal attache. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. So um, uh, I'm troubled by this loss of faith in the FBI. Many lapses have come to light. Each has been thoroughly covered. But why did they happen? The answer is a cultural change that occurred in the wake of the 9-11 attacks. Interesting. You yeah. already have my attention. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, in the in the 2000s especially, and, you know, recently as well, I had a lot of friends in the FBI. I spent a fair amount of time with FBI agents and doing various, you know, citizens' involvement things with them. Um, and one thing they made absolutely clear was that the the mission of the agency had changed and their, and, and, and their budget had increased but not enough so that they used to go after, you know, gangs, and drugs and bank robbers and interstate fiends and and white collar crime and that sort of thing, and all of a sudden Congress and the president after nine eleven said, "Hey, you got to find terrorists. Spend your time finding terrorists." And all the you know the, the aforementioned fiends said, "Woo!" Because the FBI just they stopped looking at that. I mean, they still look at it, obviously, but you know the bulk of their efforts went toward terrorism. Mm-hmm. But that's an aside. Getting back to Baker's piece. For reasons that seemed justified at the time, the Bureau set out to become an, quote, intelligence-driven organization. That had unintended, unintended consequences. The FBI's culture had been rooted in law enforcement. A law enforcement agency deals in facts to which agents may have to swear in court. That is why, quote, lack of candor, unquote, has always been a firing offense at the Bureau. See Andrew McCabe. That's why Andrew McCabe was let go for a lack of candor. That's a specific charge. He's a liar. It's a nice way of saying you're a liar. An intelligence agency deals in estimates and best guesses. Guesses are not allowed in court. Intelligence agencies often bend a rule or shade the truth to please their political masters. Boy, how many times has that sort of story come to light in recent years? Mm-hmm. The intelligence in Iraq, for instance, over and over again. Afghanistan faked up to please the politicians. In the FBI, as a result, there is now politicization, polarization, and no sense of the bright line that separates the legal from the extra-legal. Part of making the FBI more like an intelligence agency was the centralization of case management at headquarters in D.C. rather than the field offices around the country. With this came the placing of operational decisions in the hands of, quote, more politically sensitive individuals at headquarters. So that's it. It's gone from a pure facts, just the facts organization to an intelligence agency. 
that makes guesses and probabilities and advises politicians and leaders on what could be happening or what smells a little bit. And nobody knows where those lines are. Mm. That is interesting. That is. I, th- I find that a really solid argument. It, it's it's disappointing. It's not surprising, I guess. But, man, you, you know, we, we get the chance to read all these texts from uh, the two lovers or hear about Andrew McCabe, you know, uh, saying whatever he's got to say to forward his vision of what, you know, is right and wrong. And mm-hmm. that's not the way I thought the FBI worked. That's troubling. Yeah. Oh, this guy goes on to make the point that he thinks the FISA FISA court system has been terribly abused and overused I, I in spying that on Americans. Bit. I don't yeah. doubt that a bit. It's always been scary to me. You know, they 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 approve whatever it is, 99.9% of any time you ask for a warrant to spy on people. They approve it almost always. And, uh, you know, I was always hoping that you're picturing a bunch of people in robes with making wise uh, nonpartisan decisions right. the, for the purest of reasons yeah. to find out that it's just like everything else that goes on in government would not be that shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, well, how about yesterday? Trump talks to Putin on the phone. We're not supposed to have any idea what was talked about there, but somebody leaked the whole conversation almost immediately. That's just the way we do things now. It's just routine. It's so routine. Nobody even comments on it. We're not even supposed to hear that conversation. And it was leaked to the Washington Post almost immediately after it happened by somebody in the White House. I Oh, is that what the Post said? Because I was going to say, I agree with what you're saying 100%, and it could be the Russians, too, because they're master propagandists. But if it came from within the White House, according to the Post, I believe it. That's just, it's just so routine now. It, it, you expect that, that uh, um, stuff that's secret is, comes out. You just right. expect it to. Yeah, and if, if CNN was around in, in the very early 60s, you'd have been hearing the empty-headed Dolt Wolf Blitzer saying, and sources say John Kennedy talked to Khrushchev 10 minutes ago and told him, get the missiles out of Cuba or we'll nuke you. Our panel of experts will discuss that and Kennedy's lovers. Right, exactly. We have another woman that's come forward says she had sex with John Kennedy. I was listening to a rundown somebody or other was doing the other day on all of Kennedy's lovers. Yeah. No wonder he had back problems. <laughs> wow. I guess a lot I of them. What? There was yes, a lot yes, of them? quite a few. Yes, that was my point. Mm-hmm. I guess he just, you know, it, 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 it was uh, chicks throwing themselves at him all the time. Okay. He, he, he can't say no in the I, words of Oklahoma. I'm looking at the Washington Post article. Uh, two people familiar with the note cards acknowledged that the notes for the president, for instance, that whole story, that's somebody in his circle that provided him note cards and what to his conversation right. leaked that to the Washington Post, Is it undermining their own their own leader. Yeah, that's wild. You're working at the White House. But you get your jollies from the leaks, not from the work. Howard Kurtz, um, who we had on recently, he's got that book out there about the press and Trump's war on the press and everything like that. Howard Kurtz said recently, he said, I like leaks. I love leaks. I'm a reporter. That's how I get information. He said, but if you work in the White House and you don't like your boss, you need to quit. Yeah, here, here. You need to quit. It's not. That's not cool to just stay there and leak information. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you have a job where you have access to the content of the note cards the president holds in his hand as he talks to a dangerous world leader. You're that close. You have a job that that's, that's that close to power. But 
you get your giggles from calling some reporter and telling them that. There's something wrong with your head. Isn't the work fulfilling? Isn't that exciting enough? I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Mm-hmm. Unless you really don't like the boss and you're trying to bring him down. But I would think that would be obvious, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it become pretty clear that, you know, Michelangelo is constantly trying to undermine us? Yeah. You know, for how we know you are. You guys haven't figured out that I've been doing it since I started. Right. That's called actively disengaged mm-hmm. at work. Right. Trying to sabotage the operation. Cover my tracks very well. All sorts of leaks to TMZ. Yeah. Well, I don't like it, but I can't blame you. <laughs> there's um, disengaged where you just don't work very hard. Then there's actively disengaged where you, like, you know, lose files on purpose and stuff like saboteur. that. Saboteur. So yeah. I'm disengaged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which, uh, which reminds me of the deep state discussion we had yesterday. Got some good reaction emails. We can dive back into that. I mean, it's unquestionably a thing. We're going to talk an important thing. We're going to talk to an advertising expert and marketing expert coming up in a little bit about uh, how the advertising world is spying on us all and how they're using it. Yeah, this guy he wrote a book a while back called "Bad Men: How Advertising Went from a Minor Annoyance to a Major Menace." And he's an ad guy himself. Should be interesting. Now stay tuned for ads. <laughs> but good ones. <laughs> Solid offers. You should take advantage of You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs>